What's up, everybody? Just real quick, want to tell you how you can come support the Truezilla podcast. You can find us over on Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. Make yourself a free account. Watch all of our videos there. Don't watch it on YouTube. All of it. YouTube's so played out. Who cares? Fuck YouTube. Um, you know, we get crypto just for you watching our free videos up there. But we also have premium videos. So if you want to sign up for a monthly membership, you can get access to all those videos, plus all the other content creators on the whole site, which is all your favorites, all our favorites, like all the people from the Union of the Unwanted. Yep. Uh, you know, they're all on there. So come find us on Rockfin. Um, also, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Truezilla. Come find us there. You can support the show with just a little monthly contribution. Um, and Truezilla.com forward slash shirts. Uh, Truezilla.org. Org. Oh, not here com. I go. Not but anyways, you can get awesome shirts like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can't yeah, even see yeah. it, but whatever. Awesome shirts, awesome shirts. Awesome so. shirts. And also, uh, you know, I want to make sure we promote one last time. Okay. The, uh, the 10 Stages of Genocide. Please, of genocide, please yeah. like and share. Yep, scroll back to January. You'll dig it. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the show. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Truezilla. My name is Scott. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Ed. Hi, Scott. What's up, Ed? How you doing? So, unfortunately, the illustrious Megan could not be here tonight. Um, she's up in Portland, um, infiltrating Antifa, I think, or something like that. Something that was, like something that, like that? Yeah. Okay. Or I think she was... Um, this was her like third initiation into the local Rosicrucian chapter or something like that. Wasn't wow. that, wasn't wow. that it? Wow. Yeah. I, I tune out at some point. Okay. Right? So. Okay. No, I don't know. Anyway, no, in all seriousness, like Megan, uh, couldn't make it, uh, wasn't feeling hundred percent tonight, but she will be back next week. Well, and it's because she's been working her yeah. ass off oh, at right. core fusion fitness, yes. which is the, the gym here in, in Eugene, that's been staying open through lockdown. So we'll give them some props yep. right off the bat. Core too, fusion so. fitness. If you're here in Lane County, like go support them, man. Um, I worked out with her last night. So. Yeah. Yep. 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 So anyway, she'll be back. She wanted us to tell you guys that she loves you. She'll be back next week for sure. So anyway, well, you guys, holy crap, here we are. <laughs> um, want to introduce our wonderful guest tonight. Like we've been chatting a lot off, off offline. Um, you guys may have seen him on tinfoil hat. You may have seen him on the most recent episode of the union under the unwanted. He has his own podcast, which you guys got to go check out. It's called my family thinks I'm crazy. Which is true for all of us, right? What yeah. a great name for a podcast. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And if you guys didn't know, he also books all the guests on Tinfoil Hat. Like, he's kind of a big deal. So, anyway, everybody give it up for Mark Steve. Mark Palmer Steves. What's up, Mark? Thank you. Yeah, I, I book all the guests for Tinfoil Hat. I also help book guests for Skeptico Podcast, another nice. really awesome podcast. But, yep. uh, yeah, I'm honored to be here. Truthzilla is a podcast I first heard about while listening to Grimerica. And it was really, I, it was synchronistic because when I started talking to you, Scott, I realized that you guys have been doing this, what, for like a year and a half or so, right? Maybe a little <laughs> longer, two years. It'll be a year in June. Okay. So, and I think I like, right when you guys came out, I heard about you guys and I'm like, oh, these guys have been doing it for a long time. And I just had this impression of my mind, like Truthzilla, because it's such an awesome name for a podcast. <laughs> it's, it stands out in your mind. And I remember I heard it was like a chick that did the podcast. I, that's what I thought at yeah. first. And it, obviously Megan, who unfortunately yeah. isn't here. But yeah, and then when I started listening, I was blown away. You guys are doing a great job. I love the show. I love the perspective you guys bring to it. But uh, yeah, it's an honor to be here, man. Um, if anyone wants to check out my stuff, the My yes. Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, it's 
it's on uh it's online just go to myfamilythinksimcrazy.com and you can find it everywhere else uh to listen to it that, through that that's so great that's so yeah, right here, here's definitely. a funny story to mention that i don't think i've ever mentioned this on the air like how i came up with the name truezilla truezilla the, the, i've never heard have this. we ever heard oh i haven't told you even okay all right so here we go so we were we were we already had the whole podcast laid out right we were um you know we bought the equipment we set a time and a date. We're like, okay, we're going to go record. But we were all just, and I'd heard Sam say this before. I heard Sam say, like, you need a good name. Like, you need a good name. And I was like, damn it. And we were it's tossing like around different names. Like, uh, we have some people that we know that are, like, completely just sheep to the extreme. You know what I mean? We were going to call it, like, wake up blank with that person's first name. Like, yeah. that would be, you know, a good one, right? And uh, kind of funny, just tongue-in-cheek type of thing. But anyway, so I was in the shower. I think it was, like, the day before or something like that. You know, just sitting in my head. And I was singing... You guys ever watch uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah, you know? of course. You know, with the with Shake and the little meatball and everything? Master Shake? Yeah, Master Shake. Sorry, sorry. Meatwad? Yeah, and for some reason, that song was stuck in my head. And now, you know. Frylock? Yeah, Frylock. Exactly. Uh, Carl? <laughs> Carl's Carl. the best. Carl's the best. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, like that song, for some reason, was stuck in my head. And I was like, Duda, the dude, Duda, the dude, Zilla. And I was like, oh, the truth. Oh, shit. Zilla. Oh, the, shit. You and just, I was just did like, that. And I was like, truth. Zilla? I was I was thinking like like truth something truth this like truth truth factory truth whatever and I was just like that song for some reason was in my head and I was just singing through it and it was like the truth Zilla and I'm like oh truth Zilla that's a good name right there. That's great, <laughs> man. Do you guys have a, a a theme song for your show yet? Oh well, mean? so the intro that's <laughs> it's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we 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 do, but we do. It's yes, like well the little we intro riff, right? The little intro well, riff that we play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, I guess. So yeah, that's that's uh, from someone very close to us is a band that doesn't want to maybe have their association with uh, that. You know, this band thinks we're crazy would be mm -hmm. would be a good yeah. example of you know relating yeah. to your show. So and, and yeah, I've even like shared the name of the song like on social media, and it and like it caused <sighs> such a disruption. Like one of the members quit the band straight up. Like, oh, it was just like well, oh my dude, God. I was gonna say because yeah. my my intro for my show was made by this rapper, this really cool guy I had yes. on my show, Destiny Lab. I mean, reach out to him. Maybe he can yeah. make that happen. Get that, yeah. you know, get oh, that. Yeah. That's fucking know. great. I love it. Get, yeah, great know, idea. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, not, into something. But speaking totally. of names, I mean, kind of getting into what we want to talk about today. Yes. My middle name is Palmer, right? Yes. And when I was younger, I was getting into all these different books, like the one you have right there on front in front mm -hmm. of you, written by Manly Palmer Hall. And I always thought that was so interesting that you know, such an obscure middle name, and I shared it with this guy who was really a heavyweight in this whole field of literature right writing all of these deep hermetic esoteric topics and uh keeping them in the public availability i guess for lack of a better word so that one day a, a little stoner like me can come along and find it you know and that's mm -hmm. really i say stoner because i don't know if i would have the mind to read something like that before i smoked weed mm -hmm. smoking weed was really like the paradigm shift for me at the age of 16 i recently had chris bennett on the on my podcast and he's written a bunch of books about this and how mm -hmm. cannabis has always been a huge part of spiritual cultures of all different faiths from around the world uh namely even in uh the the 
Abrahamic religions, there's use with cannabis. They found on an altar in Jerusalem, cannabis resin. And they even can basically what through Chris's research and, and another woman named Sula Bennett, um, they found that cannabosum, this term cannabosum that's found in the Bible actually means cannabis. Mm. So, mm. you know, for me, this was a, a big uh, revelatory moment. You know, the, the slate was wiped clean and I was able to build this new spiritual perspective. And, you know, I'm from Connecticut. I grew up there, spent my whole life there. And um, when I was in community college, I was reading these books like The Secret Teachings of All Ages, The Secret History of the World, The Teachings of Don Juan, you know, and I was smoking joints at this park, maybe a block or two away from Skull and Bones Temple, right? Shit. So not by any decision of my own, I just happened to go to a community college that was on the same campus as Yale. So yeah, yeah. basically <clears throat> just hanging out excuse me. And uh, I was smoking a joint and I had a shirt on with Geronimo's face on it. Mm -hmm. And my friend well, sitting bulls face on it, sorry, sitting bull. And my friend, he wasn't my friend yet, but he came up to me. And he says, Hey, man, what's that? And this guy's short, very dark black hair, you know, he's a Native American guy, we get to talking. And he tells me he's from Arizona, he's an Apache. And uh, he was impressed that I had a sitting bull shirt. He just, you know, thought like, oh, cool. Somebody's interested in, in this. And I just happened to be smoking a joint. So anyways, long story short, we start talking about why he came to New Haven, right? He told me, well, you know, I did some bad things. I felt like I had to right some wrongs in my life, you know. So when I got out of prison, I moved from Arizona to New Haven because, in the 1800s, Prescott Bush, or the late 1800s, early 1900s, Prescott Bush robbed Geronimo's grave and brought the skull and femur bones to the Yale University campus and put them in the tomb at this little clubhouse, fraternity house called mm -hmm. Skull and Bones, right? So just as a, as a 17, 18-year-old dude, hearing all this information from a guy who seemed to be completely legit, never wronged me, never wanted anything from me, just was my friend, you know, taught me this stuff because it came from his heart. It completely shifted my worldview. I realized like this wasn't just internet conspiracy theories. This stuff is here. It's real. It's yeah. around me, you know, and he would go every day to this tomb. Uh, I call it a tomb. It's not a tomb. It's like a, it's like a weird Egyptian building. You can look mm -hmm. it up online it's got like pillars and yeah it's and it's tucked away on this little one-way street right next to the art museum so if you're ever in new haven please <laughs> drive by uh and yeah i i went with him one day and every day at noon he would scream geronimo's name as loud as he could and it reverberated through the walls of this campus and he told me that this was a, a warrior's prayer right and at this age, I knew about deja vu. I yeah. didn't know about synchronicities, you know, and I experienced, I guess, my first synchronicity when he 
he and I were talking about meditation. We were talking about spirituality. I was asking him stuff about like Native American beliefs. That's something that was just ingrained in me. I always thought that was interesting. So I was asking him about it. He told me, oh, if you burn sage, that'll attract you a woman. You know, I'm 17 year old, 17 years old. I'm trying to find a lady, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, burn yeah, some sage. Yeah, yeah. And um, another thing, hold on a second. Are we live right now? We're not. No, we're live. not live. We're, we're not. No, no, no. This will all right, be edited. Cool. So we'll we're just, good. yeah, we'll just pause. Okay. All right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so sorry. Normally, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in Connecticut right now. I'm in Indiana, right but on. Uh, <laughs> quite a quite a journey. So, where was I? Amongst other things, he taught me about this warrior's prayer and really just prayer in general. Because I was raised Roman Catholic, you know, I didn't really have much respect going to church. I just kind of thought it was boring. I didn't really find it interesting. Yep. So when he taught me about prayer, it add another level to it you know and he told me that well we use feathers to pray because feathers carry your prayers up to the creator right Mm. and that just really resonated with me so a few weeks later i'm just kind of sitting in my backyard taking in the sun you know i didn't i didn't have a shirt i was probably smoking a joint and i'm just kind of meditating and doing this chant that i had read about in a book and i close my eyes And this white light just kind of envelops. And I, I describe it almost like a blackout, but it was a whiteout, you know, it was completely white. And as soon as I realized it was happening, I just kind of became aware of it and it went away, right? It's just my curious mind couldn't <laughs> ease into it. I had to analyze it. So it's gone. I opened my eyes and I looked to my left and on top of the tall grass was a red tailed hawk feather just floating there you know just kind of like it just landed and it was beautiful it was completely intact it wasn't like some kind of you know attack from a bird that that led it you know to fall from the bird it just naturally was shed from the bird as it was you know flying through so i bring the the feather to my friend amos i'm like check this out man and he's like wow that's a sign you know i, I said a prayer about you and uh, I guess he had another friend at the time who was kind of similar, asking him this kind of stuff. And both of us found this red-tailed hawk feather, right? Different mm-hmm. birds. I don't think it was the same bird, obviously. But <laughs> we both had this red-tailed hawk feather. And he told me, he's like, that's a sign, man. That's a sign that you're a, a true human being. And I was like, what do you mean, true human being? I'm a, I'm a true human being. I know I'm a human being. And he's like, well, I asked about you to my creator who I believe in, because, you know, I'm telling you this stuff. I want to know if I can trust you, you know, and you found this feather. That's a sign that, you know, I can trust you. And Hmm. since then the red tailed hawk has been something I notice particular times. It's not the most common bird, but it's not rare either. It's there. They live around this state, but it's it's an omen and it's a synchronicity and it was the first of many that led to where i am now i mean COVID, as bad as it was it gave me the opportunity to start this podcast mm-hmm. use zoom everybody's using zoom now i mean this really wasn't that common a couple of years ago yep. but now it's so easy and you know because of that i'm able to work for sam tripoli which is 
a huge synchronicity because just two years ago I was listening to his podcast like, ah, oh, Sam, you got to have this guy on. Ah, oh, Sam, you got to do this. And now I actually can call him and be like, hey, Sam, you, you got to have this guy on. You know? <laughs> yeah, I love so it. Yeah. It's, it's really, I really think that once you, tar- you, you take the, the belief a step further and you start to know, you know, you start yeah. to, to stop worrying about what there is to believe in and start worrying about what you know, start focusing on what you know. You know, I think that's where manifesting and, and actualizing your, your life and, and who you can become. And it doesn't just have to be the spiritual conspiracy stuff. I mean, anybody yeah. can, can find that. And I think the big secret when we're talking about secret societies and the occult and the esoteric is that's what human beings have always been preserving and keeping for one another. And it's the empires, it's the authoritarians, it's the fascists, the communists, whatever label they choose to take. It's the authority that wants to dim that light. And it's always been the secret societies that have carried that torch you know, through those hard times where people were being persecuted, people were being, uh, you know, the Inquisition Mm -hmm. destroyed indigenous cultures all over the world. So I think now, as conspiracy theorists in this kind of conspiracy entertainment kind of podcasting zone, we might get carried away into thinking every secret society has bad intentions, right? Whereas in the past, secret societies were probably the only thing keeping these good holy books or not holy, but mm-hmm. important, this important hermetic information, right? The, the keys to the human mind, the human soul, how to live a happy and healthy life. I think that information and beyond that, you know, we're talking sacred geometry, we're talking how that goes into architecture and and from that you can build a society and build a, a functional city. And I think those things were were definitely kept in this underground stream. And that's where I've taken a lot of knowledge from, right? Because mm-hmm. Like I said, I started off by talking to this homeless guy, this guy <laughs> at a park. I mean, he's not homeless anymore, but essentially I was going to college and I learned way more from this guy in a park than I ever did from any of my teachers, you know? So there, there's this mainstream and then there's this underground stream of consciousness. And I think that, um, I don't know what, maybe I'm, I'm going off too far, but let's, no. let's turn this into a question. What do you guys think about that? What, what do you think about how like conspiracy theorists tend to feel about secret societies? Well, I, I was just going to ask you when you were explaining this, um, I, I would like some more examples of, or some examples of where secret societies have, have done good for us. And maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm not maybe as far down the rabbit hole yet. You know, like we, like we said, we started this podcast in June and, and I've known a lot about the, you know, I came from the kind of the medical freedom side of things and, uh, you know, with a vaccine injured child and whatnot, and just learned about that angle is really where I came into this. And, um, I'm, I feel like I'm learning this information now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really curious. And just for our listeners too, like I, that knowledge is kind of, uh, shocks me a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. cause, cause I think of these secret societies and the ones we know of that are happening right now, you know, your Bilderbergs and, uh, 
you know, your uh, World Economic Forum, or I don't even know if those would be considered secret societies, but, uh, you know, like Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones is a good one, but the ones that we reference are generally, there's not good, right? There's uh, at least the ones we we know about and talk about, like, we're not talking about good things they're doing. And maybe they are doing some good things too, but it doesn't seem like that's what's going on. So I'd like, uh, give me some examples. Well, let me, let me answer that real quick for myself as well. And then we'll definitely get back to that. So for me, um, you know, obviously I've been in the conspiracy rabbit hole for a while and I've and it, and you know, it, as things started to unlock, I realized it is all just like, it's a very spiritual thing and it all ties back, you know, this all goes back to the beginning and it's, it's very esoteric. And there's a lot of elements of just hidden knowledge, like this, the whole idea of, you know, esoteric being the hidden, right. The hidden. And, uh, I had a little cognitive dissonance. Like I'll tell you my story about how I came across the secret teachings of all ages. It's kind of funny. Like I went to the local library and I was just like grabbing books about like Freemasonry and, and some Aleister Crowley. And I was surprised I even had some of these books, you know what I mean? And then I found secret teachings and I I didn't know anything about, I'd never heard of Manly P hall. I didn't know anything about any of this. And I checked it out and, uh, I got home and, and, you know, I had a stack of them that I was going through and I didn't quite get a chance to read this. Um, I, and so my, the expiration came on the rental on the library checkout. And so I went to go, but what had happened is I had to sit by my bed and I spilled some water right at one point and the water had seeped into the back of the book. And so like, I was like, shit, they're going to be pissed. So I like tried to dry it out and like laid some weights on it to like try to flatten it out. And then I just like returned it. And then a couple of days later, they called me and they're like, no, you got to come buy this book. Like you can't, we, we can't take this book back. And I'm like, what? Okay. So Lo and behold, now I, they forced me to own the book, right? Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, well, now I got this copy of this book. I was like, some higher power is telling me, no, no, no. Yes. You need this book. What are you doing? You can't return it. And so I ended up with it. And then I started reading it. And I was like, holy crap. And then I started looking up Manly P. Hall, right? And then, you know, one of the first things you learn is that, you know, he's like a high degree, 33 degree Freemason at that point. So now I'm automatically, my cognitive yeah. dissonance kicks in because I'm like, well, they're the bad guys, right? What the hell? And, uh, but then you start to see, like, once you start reading this book, because it ties like all the way back to the beginning and talks about some of these, like, you know, I really wanted to talk about the idea of hermeticism and Hermes in general, like from, from like mythology and like how that is like the key, the root or the origin of so many different things, just mm-hmm. philosophy and science and art, like all, you know, in mythology stems from Hermes himself. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of like all this and Pythagoras talks about Pythagoras. I had no idea. I thought Pythagoras was like the Pythagorean theorem, like a squared plus B squared equals C squared. I, I thought that was it, but no, 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 no. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and so um, just all that knowledge, you know, and to me, it kind of seems like um, being kept from the people is kind of the idea, like having like different, you know, you have like the initiatory class of people who, and then you have like the, the profane, right? Like the useless eaters, right? And, and you know, they, they don't, they wouldn't know what to do with this knowledge. So we can't let them have it, you know, something like that. I don't know. So back in the day, it was just, it was like the sacred well, that's geometry. A good, that's a good know? jumping off point for yeah. me, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I would say to understand how the role of secret societies has shifted, we have to first understand what was going on in the turn of the 19th century, right? Mm-hmm. To the 20th century. We have scientific materialism becoming a huge part of this burgeoning industry, right? Before that, science was profitable, science was valuable, but it was expensive to do. And it was done by wealthy people for Mm. their purposes. So they would hire some guy like Kepler or, you know, 
Johan, you know, whoever you want to go for, whichever scientist, and they would do these science projects based on whatever the funding required. And in their free time and their spare time, you found over and over these guys were doing alchemy, right? Because the pursuit of knowledge, right? Hermeticism is knowledge, basically. That's a good way to sum it up, I think, is knowledge of the esoteric, that which is hidden, you know, that which isn't profane. I think knowledge is power, right? So in the past, it was much easier to control people by controlling knowledge. Because mm -hmm. before the Gutenberg press, I mean, books were very expensive to make. So people really only learned about what they heard or, or the few books that their community had. So propaganda has shifted. The role of empires has shifted since this 19th, 20th century shift, right? So people are much more aware of what's going on in the world and people have more power and more uh, freedom than they ever have before, right? So in the past, the empire had such a strong grip, no matter what country you were in, maybe save for like this golden age period far, far, where a lot of these spiritual texts, when they were written, was in a time when empire's grip was a little less strong. But for the past 2,000 years, I would say, if we're not going to go down the Tartaria rabbit hole, <laughs> for the past 2,000 years, empire has shaped society. I mean, we can all agree on that, whether it was the, you know, British Empire, the French Empire, the Spanish Empire, and all the ones that preceded. So the role of spirituality was underground because the empire had to own the people's minds through religion. So those who went against the mainstream or the state-sponsored religion were killed. I mean, we know that with the yeah. witches and mm -hmm. even the alchemists, right? Mm -hmm. They would accuse them of witchcraft, but it wasn't mm -hmm. witchcraft. It was alchemy. It was these higher spiritual practices mm -hmm. that were maintained through these underground streams, right? Like I discussed previously. So when that shifted was with, I guess, mainstream <clears throat> mass production of information. You have books, you have newspapers being printed. This is all in the turn of the century. So, I mean, you had the anti-Mason party as well <clears throat> in the 1800s. There's a lot of anti-Masonic movement type stuff. But even the Nazis, they targeted Freemasons too. Yeah, and yeah. it's complicated because it's such a it's such a large body of people and groups that you can't really just say, oh, all the Freemasons are bad. You know, you totally. just can't. And that's just, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know everything. I could be wrong. But from what limited research I've done on it, it seems to me like there is a criteria that needs to be met to call yourself a Freemason Lodge. And the direction of what those Freemasons do in that lodge is really up to who's in charge. Mm -hmm. They all follow the same you know, creeds and, and do the same rituals, maybe not all the same rituals, but the basic rituals they do. Totally. Right. Yeah. So and when, and when I was saying earlier, when I was saying earlier too, about like, Oh, the Freemasons are the bad guys. Like, I think that was my initial thought. Right. But it's like, I've done some more research and I'm not entirely convinced of that either. I mean, I know 
people who yeah we have we have friends like, that are freemasons that are wonderful and, people, and so. like 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 i know like pat militich right freaking conspiracy yeah. farm like the champ right he's very open about it you know what i mean and so it's I like I'm not, a lot of these guys could say it better than i can considering i'm not a freemason but i think they've been uh hugely benefited from the information that's taught to them through these lodges right yeah sure there is a a function to it and i think that's how it functioned in the past i mean all of these great works of architecture i mean let's not forget freemason masonry right this is because of the inherent truths that are implicated when you understand sacred geometry Mm because it's not just mathematics the implications of sacred geometry are so profound that that's why they require you to believe in God to become a Freemason. Mm-hmm. Because when you realize that pi is an infinite series of numbers and a circle is really an infinite shape, considering it has no set, you know, it has no sides. It's yeah. just a full, and we can get into, you know, you guys can get into sacred geometry with somebody who's, <laughs> more mathematically inclined sure. than me but that's what i'll say about it it's profound and yeah. it has incredible spiritual implications mm-hmm. so i think considering the body of knowledge that secret societies have provided we have to not separate the wheat from the chaff considering that you know things like entity encounters and demon possession and manipulation of consciousness. These are all things that are might, you know, have only existed because of secret societies as well. So yin and yang, you know, there's good and bad in these things. So uh, the same side of the coin, there's alchemy and this spiritual enlightenment, mm-hmm. but then there's also what these black magicians choose to do with it. And guys like Aleister Crowley and all that. And, you know, I'm sure you guys, no, I was on tinfoil hat talking yep. about Alistair Crowley. Sam yep. kind of got a little uh, heated towards the end there. And I think he he's right to feel that passion because a lot of what's going on in the world when you find out is really dark, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it has to exist in these shadows. But <clears throat> considering the crimes of empire in the past 2000 years, right, these shadows also harbor good people and saints you know people like rabelais who despised his fellow monks because he was like oh these guys just recite and regurgitate the prayers they don't even understand the prayers you know and rabelais was a you know a french monk and he wrote a lot about cannabis he wrote about all these different um kind of esoteric truths and i think Throughout history, there are figures like Rabelais who have kept this torch passed through this kind of underground stream of consciousness, you know, so that's where I kind of point to the value in secret societies is its ability to provide uh, shelter against these imposing regimes. I mean, the burning of Alexandria if we didn't have the burning of the library of Alexandria, where would our society be? I mean, and there's countless examples of things like that. When we get into politics, I'm not really an expert on uh, foreign affairs, but I'm sure there's a lot of great, great Chinese history that's being lost because the communist government is deciding to censor and control what information people are allowed to learn. 
You know, and that's yeah. one of the oldest existing empires Absolutely. on the planet, the oldest existing civilizations. Yeah. yeah, it's such a tragedy what we're seeing, you know what I mean? Like just all of it, you know, it's it's literally just all being memory hold. Like it's literally like they're trying to just wipe out all remnants of anything good. I mean, like, oh my God, I don't even want to get it. Oh my God, I don't want to get it. It's like Dr. Shoes, you know, <laughs> freaking Looney Tunes, Peppy Le Pew, oh like it's God. gone. It's all gone, dude. Like we can't, we can't have any Down of the it, memory you know what I mean? Yeah. Down the memory yeah. hole. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just also goes to show like the, the direction and like what you just said there, you know, I just kind of got this like hurt feeling in my heart. And I was like, yes, dude, 5,000 years of just like, like that's like society. Like that's where the human race, like, oh my God, in China. And like, now it's like, now we're like, we're taught to hate them. You know what I mean? It's like, no, dude, you know, but these yeah, are just governments. These are governments. Like we hate, yeah, we hate I, governments, never, right? Well, and not what hate, it is, is, is not hate. I shouldn't say hate, but. The spiritual truths, once they're understood, are so profound that it will lead to us being truly free. And that's yeah. not something yeah. that any empire ever wants. And they've changed roles. They've had to conceal themselves uh, from being known. And I think it, it, it becomes very insidious. I'm sorry to hear about your family member, Ed. And, and I really, my heart goes out to them. I, I Part of the reason why my, my podcast is named what it is, is because there's a lot of medical issues that my family, ha people in my family have that if they only listen to me, maybe they might not be, you know, relying on these doctors who really don't care that much about them. I mean, holistic medicine is the real deal. And this allopathic stuff where they Certainly. cut and slash and inject foreign objects and all these foreign uh, materials into your body. It's just, you know, it's, it's not right. And it's built off of the military industrial hospitalization complex you know with for this sure, whole civil sure. war hospital idea of sawing off the limb to pre preserve the rest of the body because these so poor soldiers were you know getting shot with cannons and losing their whole leg you know so they cut off a leg and all these crazy gruesome you know really uh extreme ways of saving someone's life on a battlefield rolled right into the modern hospital and it's great. I mean, if you get in a car crash, God bless these people who mm -hmm. drive ambulances and save people's lives. I think there is a need for hospitals, but I think <laughs> that that there's a more insidious influence of corporations, especially when it comes to pharmaceuticals, especially when it comes to the big V word. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah but, I just want to just to comment back on that too just one thing i've noticed is just since we've been doing this podcast a lot too is i've i've uh repeatedly you know alluded to my son as being vaccine injured but i also want to make the point and and to just kind of put it out there into the universe that we've done a lot to to heal my son and he is perfect right now so like um that's all awesome. doing amazing you know and i i just want to i don't want to i don't want to put that on him right i want to put like like put the energy to put the right energy out yeah. there for it. So, um, totally. There but, you go. But yeah, I do think, um, I mean, he's blessed know, I, to have such a bright enlightened person as oh, his yeah. father. I mean, kudos to you for, for doing that for him, man. I think that's really powerful and it's important that you're spreading this message on this podcast. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there who are going through similar issues and can use hope that there's uh, other options and there's a road to a healthy happy life because that's all we want for our kids you know i'm not Certainly. a father but yeah. that's all we want for our kids is is to be happy and healthy and live a normal human life right yeah. 
for That's sure. Certainly for not sure. happening with COVID uh, and all the restrictions. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Back to, well, the, back to the, the more, you know, interesting occult stuff. If well, you yeah, want. Well, I thought, a thought occurred to me while you were just, while we were just going off on that too. Like, okay. So I see some very distinct parallels between like doctors is our doctors a secret society, right? It's like something you have to be brought into and initiated into, and you have to be the bearer of this secret knowledge, right? Here's, and here's, now, <laughs> here's a good way back to the loop of it, you know, because we're, you know, everything's a cycle and we'll go back because another reason I've always been fascinated with Native American culture is their use of plants, right? Their use of their environment, their uh symbiosis with their environment not every tribe i mean i'm not going to generalize there's millions and millions of different groups of indigenous people uh throughout history so i really don't want to generalize but there's a clear benefit to living closer to your environment i mean one only needs to go as far as like papua new guinea to see like these people they don't have skin problems they don't have like irritable bowel syndrome they don't have all of these like weird diseases that we get at with our industrial infant death diet syndrome. you know and i think that medicine used to be a lot closer to home just like it is with these indigenous people they eat the food that grows in the environment that their bodies evolved yes. to be in and i'm not an evolutionist i believe in a creator but i do think that the creator programmed our environment our nature yes for us to be stewards of this environment and to take care of it and gain the benefits of its fruits and its animals and plants you know and i think what i've noticed through my studies of native american culture is that they have people always one or two people who pass this tradition on to a particularly inclined person and this information is kept. And I think that's what a doctor really is, is somebody who learns the wisdom of what the plants can do to help us. And I think in this same period that we mentioned before, in the turn of the 18th or the 19th and 20th century, you had medicine becoming industrialized, yes. concentrated. And this was alchemy. I mean, alchemy was uh, done to do this. I think alchemy has its benefits. Uh, chemical alchemy right the taking one substance and transmuting it to another it, it is a metaphor for what can happen on a spiritual level but it is actually where chemistry modern chemistry came from from alchemists trying to like mm -hmm. take lead and make it into gold and all the other crazy things they were doing with yeah. their little beakers and flames so i think what happened was you had these industries who are like oh we can make a lot of money selling these cures to people the hence the snake oil salesman uh trope that gets thrown at anybody who sells holistic medicine the average you know modern uh person who thinks they're commonsensical would say oh well that's just snake oil salesman cbd can't do anything for me you know bullshit all right tino sanchez cured his dog's cancer with cbd so go to tino sanchez facebook and uh and get his uh cbd heal your there dog you <laughs> but i can make that claim he can't yeah, <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah basically allopathic homeopathic right this yeah opposites these opposites 
they've taken homeopathic medicine and made it allopathic by concentrating it down into these tablets. And not all medicines are made the same. There are some medicines made by pharmaceuticals that are probably helping people, right? I'm not hydroxychloroquine. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> there Sorry, there are uses for this stuff, but I think the farther we get from nature, the less life yeah. the yeah, plant has sure. in it, the less it has to offer us. You know, I think all of these pills are okay, but if we actually had the real root of the plant or the yeah. bark of the plant or the stalk of the plant, and we mix that into a live tincture and put in the sun and let the sun's energy in it and then put it into our bodies. You know, that's how healing happens. And we have to take that approach because mother nature is powerful, you know, and mother nature can heal us. We're of mother nature. We're of this planet. We're of this soil. So why are we going to turn to these, you know, chemicals that we're making in a lab? I mean, everything's natural. Everything comes from the earth, but does it really after you like boil it in sulfur and, you know, yeah. put mercury in it, you know, like some things aren't meant to be in the human body just because oh, they come sure. from the earth, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I just, uh, so I'm, I just moved out to this, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like a little homestead type area. It's like kind of sure. like, it's not like a farm farm, but it's like out in the country, like 15 miles outside of the country. Like I'm renting a little cabin, like a, it's a, this property with 16 acres, like a few other cabins right on the river, huge gardens, raised beds. It's just like, it's a miracle. I'm so grateful the land there and i'm going to start the season my first garden right and i was walking with the property owner and they were kind of showing me like what areas i could use They're like yeah you could use all this and and um they were explaining about how so these big raised plant boxes right they and uh this, the soil was about i don't know a foot from the top of the planter box and she was saying how like well when we first started the soil was all the way to the top but if you think about it as the plants grow like it pulls all the nutrients and all the stuff out of the soil. And like, by virtue of that, like the soil level goes down, you know what I mean? Like, like the water's evaporating or like, you know, like picture of like a glass evaporating water or something like that. And that's the plants pulling the nutrients that then become the plants. And then the animals that eat the plants then be, you know, take that energy too. And, it, and, you know, I guess it makes sense, but I just had never thought of it in those terms that literally it all, all life like comes from the soil and the nutrients in the that's earth, man. And I was just like, blew my mind just to see the visual representation of it like that i was like whoa okay and, and, and consider what we're learning now with our research of uh neurology and the brain and how we have this endocannabinoid system in our mm -hmm. brain i mean that just shows to me that this mm -hmm. plant that has had such a profound you know change in my life mm -hmm. and offered this paradigm shift it's, you know, more than just some plant it's, it's ingrained in, in our human minds, you know? So explain that system for our listeners. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. The endocannabinoid system. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not a neurologist, but what basically scientists have found is that there's a part of your brain that's whether you smoke cannabis or not, it's made to receive these THC receptors. It's like a puzzle piece, you know, like this mm -hmm. THC molecule floats in and it fits perfectly. And it has multiple functions, uh, but it's clear that there's a connection on a molecular level between the cannabinoids, because it's not just THC, there's multiple molecule, you know, chemicals going on, uh, this reaction, it's very complex. They call it, <clears throat> an entourage effect because it's more than just THC, you know, 
it's, it's CBD as well. People are very familiar with that, but there's a lot of active compounds in cannabis that go into your, your bloodstream. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it, like I said, it's like a puzzle piece. So to me, that shows that like going back to the sacred geometry, I mean, you can mm-hmm. look at the Fibonacci sequence in plants. You can see it on a sure. pine cone. To me, that shows that consciousness is the active principle. It's the inherent principle. It came first because why else would, you know, how else did everything just fall into place like that? You know, it, it just seems to me like that points to something much, much greater than we're being told because, yeah. You know, academia, science, these places where we are supposed to be learning the most are not teaching us about this. They're telling us that's phony baloney BS. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I mean, if anybody has any doubts about consciousness, go listen to Skeptico podcast because my man Alex Sakaris has basically, you know, gone to, you know, toe to toe with all of the guys who think that they're an expert on this. And I'm pretty convinced that it's consciousness first. I mean, look at near death experiences, look at like this kind of like thing with children where they uh, remember like a past life, you know, it it just, to me, that's what empire, right. Going back to empire has always been trying to stifle our connection with the higher self, our connection with consciousness, with the creator. They want to be the middleman between Mm -hmm. us and God, right. That's kind of, religion because religions always start with some guy who has a huge inspiration right and it's not just prophets it's guys like tesla and einstein who when you ask them where these inspirations come from they don't say oh hard work (laughs) they say it's spiritual inspiration they say it came from the ether they say it happened in a dream and Mm -hmm. of course they worked hard of course they worked hard to be that person, you know, to be in the right place at the right time to receive that information. But that's what we're talking about here. When we're talking about secret societies, when we're talking about entheogens, right. Mm -hmm. We're talking Mm -hmm. about these plants that offer us a higher altered state of consciousness. This is exactly what the secret societies of today don't want us to know but the secret societies of the past kept preserved, right? There's the difference. And I think that it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, it's hard because there's a lot of people with a very extreme position on all this stuff. They've been told by um, their faith that anything that's outside of their faith is false. And to that, I say, okay, fine. You know, that's good. You should have confidence. You should be comfortable uh, in what you believe. If that makes you happy, that's fine. You know, not all of this information is for everybody, you know, but if you're really going to seek truth, you have to be willing to question what you believe. Mm -hmm, And I think that's the first step, you know, because we're being constantly taught like that, that's what I mean by paradigm shift. Cause I spent my whole life thinking like drugs were bad. Drugs were terrible. Pot was a drug. Don't do drugs. And I smoked weed and it just like, it made me want to read more books. It made me have more thoughts. It made me feel my intuition, my spiritual intuition, which has guided me ever since. 
and has led me to this point where I'm having a great conversation with you guys. And I mean, I'm baffled that anybody really, you know, thinks I have something good to say because my whole life people are like, oh, give it a break, man. Like, what? why are we getting into all these deep topics? But with podcasts, there's so many bright people uh, than I ever thought in my small town, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard it say like, I mean, with everything going on, I mean, I think that there is a lot of people that um, have been ushered into this idea of like the scienceism almost, you know, the, uh, the religion of science is what it's become. And it, it's funny because, you know, I, with my, my, myself, like I grew up in a very Christian home and uh, like, you know, I ended, I ended up out of high school on a little Island off of Canada, uh, going to a Bible school. Wow. Right. And that's, and that's when I started my, uh, journey with 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 drug use and i will say now i've i've been uh clean for many years because i'm a drug addict right so yeah that's um, that's my that's my whole yeah. thing it's like i wish i could just smoke a joint and then stop there like yeah, we're both yeah, in totally, recovery too totally. and it's like it's like you know i smoke a joint and then i want a beer and then i want to smoke some meth and then i want to go steal a shit from walmart <laughs> and then i go to prison i can't do it i yeah, just can't yeah. do it <laughs> yeah, certainly but anyway but i i think that um you know it, what is interesting to me is you know i, I felt there was kind of this enlightenment to me when I left religion in a way. And, and, but here we are kind of like full circle where the, the people I feel that are most enlightened around me today are people that have, have subscribed to a belief or like have believe in a, a higher, higher power of some sort. Right. Mm. Like, cause I think that, um, you know, at, at some point that it's like that view got so taken over the view of scientism, you know, um, has been so corrupted and it's been, uh, corralled into, if, if you believe, I mean, it's, it's almost like the, um, it's almost like the left versus right thing, right? Like if you, it's like, I always think like they, they sit, put it in this way, or if you believe these things, then you believe all these other things too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't just believe this thing and think for yourself and question this other thing, you know, but, uh, but if you, if you believe this thing here, you know, you have to have all these other beliefs that go along with it, you know, and I think, I think, uh, you know, as I've gotten older, and and especially since COVID has hit and everything, the world's gone freaking crazy, man. It's like, I've just feel, felt like spirituality is the answer, man. And like there, and I've seen so many synchronicities, mm -hmm. and I've had so much deja vu. And a lot of it's, you know, like, um, I've said, you know, we're, we're very active in our freedom cell uh, around here, you know, and um, I, I swear to God, I go to these meetings, and I've, I've these people, I've, I've been with them before. Like, it's, it's just these people that there's a part of me that knows them, on a mm -hmm. deep level. Right. And it's, it's happens over and over again. So, um, so I think there's, you know, there's obviously some, something, something bigger going on there. So mm -hmm. um, I kind of got rambling a little no, bit great. there, but oh, it's uh, all right. I, if I know. can jump in, I, yeah. I want to say, you know, I, I never want to advocate drug use, right? Like yeah. when I'm talking about entheogens and I'm talking about cannabis, I really totally. don't want people to like get, get the impression that I think they should do it. I think what it is, is, humans have done these substances yeah, sure. and we're where we are now because of that. So for me, totally. maybe it took a little bit of weed to get me back, you know, to this point of spiritual evolution where I had the perspective to see it, but I don't think it's necessary. I think it's built in. I think your soul is what's most powerful. And for yeah. some people who lose touch with that, they need, a little help from cannabis to get them back in touch. Obviously that's not the case for everybody. Right. So, sure. but I, I think that, that they have played a role in, in our, um, 
and our spiritual evolution in a way, man. I oh yeah, totally. Did. And and then like hallucinogens have been a big part of my journey. Like I'm grateful that I've had those experiences, you know, for sure. But, like, like, and here's the thing with, know. with, with things like cocaine, methamphetamines, yeah. all yeah. these pharmaceuticals, what's going on. It's the same thing. Like we were talking about before where they take this plant medicine and they concentrate it, they add mm -hmm. stuff to it, they invert it and they turn yeah. it into this unnatural thing that really ruins people's lives, yeah. you know? And I think that if, you know, we didn't have uh, fluoride in our alcohol <laughs> and all these other like chemicals and cigarettes and like, just really just destroying these plant medicines because there are there's cultures that existed in history where alcohol was a spiritually enlightening beverage that really did provide a sense of community for people and wasn't destructive because their their society was insulated in that way and protected people and i think really uh, um you know the symptoms of our society can't just be blamed on uh, drug addiction. I think what's happening is drugs are being pumped, pumped, pumped into society and it's taking all of these other traumas that are occurring and giving people an unnatural, uh, you know, avenue to go Spoken. down in, in yeah, some ways, certainly. you know, and I think a lot of us who have this feeling to do these, um, chemicals are, are warriors man and we're we're strong and we're we're like caged animals you know because our society wants us to just put on a suit and tie and choke up our throat chakra and mm. you know just kind of live this cog in a wheel life so you get all no 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 and then you have family issues and you just want to go back to peace you want to go back to nirvana because that's who you are your soul is peace your soul is love and yes. drugs can give us this like temporary feeling of that and that's what really you know grips people right you keep oh, chasing yeah. that temporary feeling yep. and and it's not you it's society you know i think it's it's the larger uh, human uh, coagulation of consciousness is hurting, man. And I think the warriors of our culture have to to find other avenues and, and our society doesn't teach us those avenues. But that's what podcasting is doing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. sure. we're opening our minds to these new subjects and it's so much more than just like oh now i know about 9-11 and jfk it's like you guys are in a freedom cell like that yeah. is what we're yeah. talking about that's totally. what we're talking about building a better community yes. building a stronger family unit building a stronger mind body soul connection you know and it, it doesn't really uh matter if you get that from christianity buddhism judaism yes. you know whatever it is if you find that connection to your higher self and that has a profound effect on you, you know, even if you find it through a Truthzilla podcast, you know, like that's what's important, you know? Absolutely. Or my family thinks I'm crazy, of course. You know, I, I really want to encourage people too, like, you know, I, in, in preparation for this and off and on over the last few years, I'll, I'll uh, throw on a Manly P. Hall lecture. Like, like, oh my gosh, they're available, readily available everywhere on YouTube. Um, also, just a shout out to Billy Ray Valentine at the Infinite Fringe. He's always uploading um, manly old Manly P. Hall lectures and Bill Cooper, you know, old uh, Hour of the Time broadcast. But anyway, but if I get a notification that's like a Manly P. Hall lecture, I'm like, hell yeah, listen to that. 
he's just so phenomenal. Like it's so phenomenal. The stuff he talks about, like the last one I listened to was on time, his interpretation of what time is and what time as a human being, what that means, you know, and, and, and how to maximize your time. And just his perspective is so amazing. And it's just like, you know, he wrote this book when he was 27 years old, apparently 27 years old. And, and he spent the rest of his life just basically, you know, lecturing. He did like a thousand lectures a year. I don't know what it was like just thousands and thousands of lectures, you know, and, and some of this, and that became what he did. Right. I was also looking like we were talking, you were telling me about the philosophical research society. I had no idea about that. And I was looking into that. So you say you had some experience with that yourself. Did you say, no, I, no, I'm okay. aware of it, but I, I okay. just just through their books, you know, I, okay. I have I have a lot of Manly P. Hall books, but yeah, they're they're published or they're uh, public. Pub, what's the word I'm looking for? Published. published yeah, <laughs> How yeah, I yeah. forget that they're yeah. published by the Philosophical Research Society, and yeah. there there's like a uh, sort of group you can a mailing list type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm on their email newsletter, if that counts. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking into it a little bit. Apparently, it's in like an accredited university. You can get a bachelor's degree there. You can also get a master's degree there. And I was like, wow. damn, dude, I want to get a master's degree from the Philosophical Research Society. And I have like, well, Manly P. Hall, Manly P. Hall's emblem on there. Like, that would be, talk about like some red pilling, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just bought a book today. Uh, called the history of the Rosicrucians. Okay. Yeah, and, I saw you posted um, that. Yeah, in the in the book, there's a bookmark, and it says like, "Oh, find the guiding light, join the Rosicrucians today." And all it is is like one of these mail-in magazine type coupons, or you mail it in, and they send you a book, and you send them thirty bucks, and they send you another book, and you know you keep so you're a Rosicrucian, you know. Okay. So, I, I don't want to say that's what philosophical research society is. That's what I thought it was. But now you're saying it's a university. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to enlist. <laughs> yeah, totally. Great. Well, I think it's like um, through a different uh, college or something like that. It's like UDR or something. I can't remember the actual acronym, but if you go to the philosophical research society site, well, like I know I it's in, located in LA it's down yeah. in California. Yeah, there. it is down in California, but yeah, it looked like it was all remote learning, self-paced type stuff too. So does Gavin Newsom know about this? I, I don't know. I don't know. He probably wouldn't be too happy. People are getting enlightened, you know, cause he's, he's definitely part of the problem, but uh, man, I don't know. Uh, definitely encourage anybody to go check this book out. Like, like uh, just, Oh, you know, that's, that reminds me like what you were sharing there. It's like, you ever get those like uh, Facebook messenger messages or something like from some guy and like, uh, I don't know, like Bangladesh or something like, hi, I'm from the Illuminati. Would you like to join the Illuminati? <laughs> $10,000. You can join the Illuminati. Right. Right. I've been getting a lot of Instagram messages that are like, yeah. Hey, get a financial bump, pray, uh, send yeah. this prayer to all 3000 people and you'll get $200 tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. where are these coming from? Yep. Yep. Who did I subscribe to by accident? Mm, that's the preliminary stages of being becoming a targeted individual, maybe something, right? <laughs> gang stalking, just warming Uh-oh. up to it. So, Mark, uh, I just want to ask, like, with 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 all this stuff. So, you alluded before, like, how do you see what's going on right now? How do you, how do you reckon that to to all this knowledge? With uh, with COVID and and COVID politics and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, just the kind of what's been happening in the world. Well, I'm anti-authoritarian. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. I've gotten into all this. I'm contrarian, sure. man. Like I've always been the black sheep of my family. I've always been just against the grain. And uh, part of that is 
just being doubtful of what you're seeing in the news. And I trust the guys like Dr. Shiva and Del Bigtree yes. more yes. than I trust Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's, that's basically how I get my news is through podcasting. I mean, the yep. last time I turned on a television in my home was like 2015, 2016. So I just don't really watch TV anymore. And I listen to podcasts and, and I'm informed and that might make me seem crazy to my family, but you know, eventually they'll warm up to it. I think my mom is actually someone who doesn't think I'm crazy. She's very, uh, she at least hears me out, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause I worry about my family, you know, and I want them to be uh, careful with what they put in their bodies, you know? Yeah. So I, I told them like, Hey, my, my grandmother, she's just turned 91. Like she never leaves her house. Does she really need a COVID vaccine? You know, like really just laying in, you know, the, all the, this, as much skepticism and doubt as I can. And while also providing the facts, cause that's all it is, is facts. You're literally fighting disinformation with yes. facts. Yeah, I just I've always been skeptical. I mean, when I broke my wrist in 2015, I remember the doctor, I was sitting there and they're like, Oh, well, your wrist is pretty bad. You know, what were you doing? Uh, skateboarding went down the hill too fast, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, what do you need? You you think you, you need a uh, Vicodin, you think you need uh, oxycodone? I'm like, dude, I don't need medication. I got meditation. And my mom and the doctor kind of laughed. And I just like thought of that in the moment, but I meant it. It was from my heart. Yeah. And, you know, I just sat there and I breathed it out and I breathed through it. And it was just a broken wrist. Now I have a freaking plate in my wrist, like a mm -hmm. cyborg. But, you know, that's just one example of, of, you know, I really do believe in this stuff, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. crumble. And I think that moment like that, and I've, cause I've broken a couple bones, not from skateboarding all like I'm, I'm six foot eight. You guys can't tell on the, the screen. So I'm not exactly like, you know, the best nimble skateboarder with the tricks and stuff, but I'm good on the bowl and, 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 uh, vert, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've broken, I've broken a few bones and, and I think that, uh, and, and I've been a martial artist for the past 10 years. So I nice. think that all of that has contributed to me just having a different perspective man so none of the brainwashing propaganda stuff <laughs> has even really seeped in i'm just living my life manifesting man and i think while a lot of people were going through a lot of hard times i was still keeping my positive vibes going and what did that do for me i mean it made yeah. me go from just podcasting with sam Tripoli to like working for him you know yeah. so totally so really i really believe in manifestation i have proof yes. of it you know and, and people can listen to other podcasts i've done like there was an instance where me and my co-host uh james jay he he and i worked together at a farmer's market and because of a meditation i did a few weeks before that randomly a piece of gold like fell on the table from some customer they never came back to claim it. I mean, it's a whole story. I can tell you the, the on another podcast or, or you guys can, I can send you the link to another time I've told it. I'm sure people don't want to hear it again. I've told it so many times, but I mean, I actually manifested a, a gold thing that 
got me and my buddy Jay $800 each. So, so I believe in manifestation, man. It's really, it's really real, you know? Absolutely. The intention. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, man. Like uh, it's, it, Sam said this to us when you when we had did our little Patreon episode with him. He's like, "You guys are an American success story." I'll say that to you, Mark. You're a freaking American success story. He was freaking amazing. And I'll Love send props to 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 Sam as well because yeah. I, I think I think our podcast specifically wouldn't wouldn't be here if I mean, not that I'm like the mastermind or anything, but I heard him say on on his podcast over and over. You know, just just do something different with your life. Give it a year. Try something else. You know, just do something, you know, start a podcast, you know, start music, you know, do some art, whatever it is, you know, do something. And like, you don't have to be stuck in where you're at right now. Do something different. I mean, that is, that is really right before we started this podcast as oh. yeah. Well, it was his idea. He came up to me. He's like, Hey, we should do a podcast. I'm like, no, it's too late. There's well, too many- I, was, I was sick of whining to you every day on the phone. I'm like, dude, the whole world around me is crazy, man. You're the only person I can talk to but i know that you're, we're not the only people who want to hear this right yeah. the other yeah. there's there's tons of us out there i heard it, uh, someone close to me always says is we're in this time where we're finding our soul family right mm. and i truly believe that right like we're connecting yep. we've, we've just made connections across the globe and it's just yep. it's been amazing right because because yep. uh they the idea to isolate us and make us think we're we're crazy i mean that's yeah. that's what they do yep so. yep so float fest 2022 see you there 100 <laughs> dude year for sure for sure well we're yeah. going to uh well everybody out there squatch fest sasquatch fest is up in washington um may 13th the weekend of may 13th so anybody out there want to come hang out dude it's a freaking little agorist like local anarchopolco type deal dude like you know yes. obviously not like probably the big speakers but you know that'd be so cool to rally all the troops to all these uh events like i was saying uh our friend mckenzie um who started the portland freedom cell that we kind of based our freedom cell off of she's down in float fest right now and walking around with her camera i was on a zoom call with her earlier um i guess sam had been there last night and del big tree were there last night and uh there, she was talking to this guy and he was just listing off all the festivals coming up like rainbow festival i guess I, like i need to look into some of these like yeah. rainbow festivals going on so yeah squash fest up in washington or washington state come on out dude and, yeah. and they don't require masks no masks it's like <laughs> right. no 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 so anyway that'd be pretty cool man like one of these days have you been to any of those things like uh red pill or marco polco or anything like that you know i was actually in this was like 2014 15 16 around there i had the fortune uh fortunate moment of meeting alex gray you guys know alex gray uh He's an artist that does all the artwork for Tool that like really okay, okay. spiritual yeah. art, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he's a really great artist and he has this cool house uh, where they have this event called like the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. That's the name oh. of the house. So every, and it's all his art and they're building like this really cool temple there with, uh, you know, some esoteric kind of themes to it. But every full moon, they would have this kind of like party. So I would, I went there uh, three times with different friends and it was nothing crazy. Like I was expecting there to be like mushrooms, you know, people taking mushrooms and stuff, but nobody had drugs. It was just a bunch of like-minded, cool people like hanging out. But no, man, I used to be pretty big into like making crystal wraps and stuff. So people Mm -hmm. would always invite me to like different music festivals to try to like, 
sell my art but i just never went i'm not really into that kind of music i'm i'm more into rap so cool <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah shout out to shout out to army of the pharaohs and all that underground rappers but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to get into this um new podcasting event space because i know as mm -hmm. soon as the covid regulations uh disappear there's going to be a lot of cool stuff going on for uh for folks i know sam wants Will to they? a tinfoil hat podcast fest like for the swarm and 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 like podcasts you know badass yeah, yeah. now okay yes no now i'm just praying yes i hope you're right mark yeah. no, I, oh. not, not if biden has anything to say yeah, about dude. it yeah. today oh my god what was that you're it, reading well it's just, just today in his in his address the nation or whatever it was he just talked about how he the the new rules for people who have been vaccinated Oh, so here are the so, new rules. Here are the so new the medical apartheid yet. is, uh, it's at our front door. It's here. Yeah. So, so, um, so, but this is the answer is, is to create our own network where we yeah. don't play by their system. I mean, that's what yep. it is. So, yep. yeah. That's the whole basis of this freedom cell thing. Cause right now we don't know where this is headed, where it's going, but we're just building community. You know, we're yeah. just trying to find, make connections, build friendships, build trust. You know, worst case scenario, if we have to break away, then we, we have this intact already. We can just, up and go if we can i don't know you know it's pretty cool Certainly. have you ever yeah, looked into the freedom cells movement at all yeah yeah I, I, what's the guy's name uh Derek Derek Rose, Rose, Derek Rose. yeah 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 Derek Rose. He, he's great i've not looked into one in my area right now mm -hmm. i'm in uh indiana on a little road trip but nice yeah i gotta i gotta see if there's a connecticut uh freedom cell for sure i'm but, sure there are yeah I'm, I'm all into that man i think um I've talked to you guys a bunch, you know, because that's kind of my thing with tinfoil hat is like the behind the scenes networking type. Yeah. Of gig. And, yeah. and I think that's the beauty of this podcasting world is we're all connecting. There's no competition. You know, we oh, all yeah. just like go on each other's shows and promote yeah. each other's stuff. Each other's shirts. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and then people can benefit from that. It's just a value for value thing, you know, so yeah. please go support uh the truthzilla podcast you guys have a patreon and all that yeah we just launched our patreon and then we're over on rockfin too so yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. we have a shirt shop oh the shirt shop so ed's wearing his and it's kind of hard to see that it's kind of we like on camera it's not really it says world economic forum with the 666 and logo right uh -uh. below nothing and you'll be happy uh -uh. <laughs> okay there you go anyway there's some good ones dude there's some good yeah, ones for sure I'm i've got a couple designs that like we'll probably get our teespring short store shut down but i'm like <laughs> I'm itching to do it. I'm like, I don't know. I got a new yeah. one too. So oh, he's got a new one too. So anyway, well, damn. Any final thoughts, Mark? No, just, you know, check out my website, myfamilythinksomecrazy.com. You can find my podcast there and every other podcast I've been on. This goes out uh, video and audio or just video and audio. So I'm going to put this on my website so people yes. can check out it through my website, but I'm sure they'll find this through yours first. So but For yeah, sure. go ahead and look at all the stuff I've done on there. I write a little blog post with every episode I do. I just interviewed Michael Wan, Susquehanna nice. Alchemy. And uh, then I crossed the Susquehanna River like five times on my way to Indiana. So it's wow. a pretty synchronistic uh, yeah. event, you know, so go check that out. And yeah, it's been an honor being on the Troopzilla podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Honors all ours. Ringing in my ears since... Uh, since you started a year ago so it's awesome to be here man i really appreciate it hell yeah brother you, awesome Thanks brother well thank on, you man. so much and uh we'll see you soon yeah 
Wow, that was amazing, dude. Mark was awesome, man. Yeah, was cool. I love his perspective, man. Yep. I always like um like the Native American approach and just yeah. kind of you know li- living in you know synchronicity with your your environment. I've Absolutely. always found so much more value of that and than, than than what we're being force fed, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was man. It's good good to finally meet him for me. Totally. Like, I've well, I've been met, talking to him for a while. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, we've been talking off the, offline about like different guests, stuff like that. Like, you know, he's he's done some work for us booking guests. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's booked a guest coming up here in a couple weeks, baby. Woo. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. badass talking about weather manipulation, right? Geoengineering. Like Geoengineering. Mm. Mm. Uh anyway, exciting stuff coming up, guys. Like holy crap. Um we got some return guests coming. We got some uh, like some heavy hitters coming. Yeah. Like who knows, man? Twenty twenty one is our we year. Some, we have some great ideas too. Yeah. Just some oh, like yeah. new ideas for yeah. topics and mm-hmm. things that are going to be a lot of fun, man, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, great episode, man. Thank you guys for sticking with us. And uh, you know, we sorry we didn't get to have uh, everyone's Megan. favorite Megan yeah. here, but we miss her too. But uh, we love you, Megan. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, I guess I would like to wish you guys intellectual prosperity pew pew ding 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 i don't know feels weird i mean i guess catch you next time don't let the new world order keep you down pew motherfucker